This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. result how are we feeling well let's be honest it wasn't the classic game it wasn't like the man united game it was very very bitty um 
one team didn't have any shots on target all game. One team had one shot a tar- uh, one shot on target all game. But you know what? Who gives a shit? Because this happened. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh!
and you can come on and join us for two minutes and just give us your give us your you know oh, just tell us how happy you are that's all that it matters at matters brookline i tech presentation you you watching bt still mate you can't be watching this channel <laughs> <laughs> scott says um great result today great substitutions from brendan he well, obviously, later on in the show, we do the um, Alan Bennett's um, ratings. And I, this is going to be the, probably the first time in a long time I'm actually going to disagree with him. But we'll come on to that later. But Brendan, I mean, the, the three the three were back. The three naughty boys were off the step. They were all back. I was surprised that Madison didn't start. But he um, obviously wasn't fully fit. And yeah. we we were talking about when he might come on. And you've got to think if you bring him on, there might then be another 30 minutes. But yeah. I don't think Brendan did absolutely anything wrong. I think he got it spot on today. No, he did. I think if you're looking at the two players and you're looking at it from probably a fan and maybe all-round perspective, like you said, there was the potential for an extra half an hour. And if Madison's not up to match uh, standard as he may have been had he played some part in the West Ham game, but mm. that always forgiven now because we won a game. That's exactly how football works. Always forgiven when you win. Um, I think out of the two of them, if you're wanting to take some one of them off and put the other one on with maybe 20 minutes to go and potentially another half hour, you're, you're wanting to bring Madison on rather than off at that stage of the game. And that's no disrespect to Paris. It's just, it's just we've, we've, we, we have, and as much as we may try to deny it with the quality of our squad we have missed that flair at times today and it and it took the control from Southampton when he came on. You know when they just wrestled that 10 15 yeah. minutes period him coming on knocked the wind out of them. He did and I've got gonna be totally honest with you. Um like you say I mean Perez has been playing well he didn't have his best game in my mind. I mean, yes, he has some very nice touches and yes, he went on some lovely runs and went past a few players, but his final ball was lacking today. And yeah. I think um, to bring Madison on and yes, and you know, he, he was then having shots. Yes. None of them were on target in fairness, but it doesn't matter because it's making them think. And at that point when Madison came on, we really looked, not that we never looked out of control, but we really looked into control at that point. Yeah, like I say, it was really, he, he offers so much difference in, in that role, which is why he's held it down predominantly when he's been fit to play. Because like you said, Chris, it was just on the brink of that point where Southampton were having their busiest spell in and around our, our goal area. And then that he just seemed to break that wall and push through it. And like you said, all of a sudden, a team that's 1-0 down, who's trying to get themselves back into a tie, suddenly remember that they're losing the game because all of a sudden, I mean, Nacho had a chance. Uh, Madison had two two good chances. Like you said, yeah, mm -hmm. they, yes, neither of them were on target. But the point is, you kind of just check, put them in check, didn't you, a little bit? Put them back in place. And that's what you yeah. need to do when you're trying to see out a game at 1-0. So, very well done. I'm... Guzzi to the bronze plumber. Thanks for joining us. It's been a while. We've missed you, mate. Uh, welcome back. Is Chris celebrating with a huge bong? 
I thought, to be honest with you, I mean, maybe we need to put the camera up there then. Then you can't see my huge bong. But I don't wow, know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bronze plumber, I don't know what you could be referring to. Um, Craig, it shows me that you've commented but it, in Facebook, but it doesn't show you in my stream that you've commented. Uh, commented so I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, the back three looked good. Um, Soyuncu, great to have Soyuncu back. Yeah, it is. It's something we've said quite a lot this season because he's been in, out, in, mm. out, shaking it all about. But you know, apart from he was doing hokey football this season. And to be fair, you know, it's the, it's probably the three centre backs that is the only time Leicester fans feel confident when we go five at back. So it was a good performance yeah. all round from them. Bronze, when you say big blue pipe. That, that is that, it, it's purple. it is purple, but I'll allow you off. You might have a, a bit of um, colour blindness, but to be honest with you, mate, I've got some gin ready for me when I come off. But being the professional, I, I, that that is water. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and like, my huge gong is going to take over here. Did you just say you were celebrating with a huge bong? My guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let, let, let's leave my huge bong alone please um <laughs> it's it's huge enough um yeah i thought yeah like you say soyuncu did re really really good now i thought at the start we've said it wasn't the most exciting of games it wasn't you know it won't be if it wasn't the semi-final if that was say in the third or fourth round it would not stay long in the memory um no, it'd definitely be so last on match of the day no, no, you know, the Man United game for sort of excitement and intensity, you know. Now, whether it's scary because at the end of the day, I mean, I was nervous and I was talking to, to Richard Smith, ex-player in the pre-match show about how do players get nerves? And he's sort of saying, well, once you're out there, kind of goes, but you've got to be a little bit nervous that you don't want to make that one mistake where, you know, you cost the goal or, or something like that. So, but Southampton were good at the start. They were They were closing us down. They were stopping us passing, they were stopping us playing, but they were never threatening us. Schmeichel, for the first 30-odd minutes, could have had a picnic in his goal. Well, I was playing words with friends with Casper for the first half because he was that bored. We were playing a game <laughs> of Scrabble. So, um, but yeah, look, it was one of them. Look, you got to give credit to the, to the centre-back pairing, um, Bednarak and Best, guard of Southampton. They, they did a great job. Hmm. Um Busting the ball, stopping us, trying to play it from right in the middle of the, you know, the edge of the box, and and turning in that way. And the only issue you have with that is, like you said, they didn't create anything. So the the rest of the pitch had the players on the pitch had had a bit more time to compose because they they weren't getting tested or, or stretched at all. Um, yeah. you know, but it is what it is. And then you know, Brendan obviously changed something up at half time. I think Ricardo looked a bit jaded. I was a bit surprised by his, mm. I wouldn't say lack of effort, because he's never one to shy away from the effort. He always likes to get forward. But I, I, I did feel today he looked a bit out of sorts. He was, think... on the he was playing on the yeah. left, though, because he brought which, Castagna which over the right. And I know we've mentioned this, and obviously it was something Brendan said, uh, that Nat, um, Castagna loses something when he's played on the left. But yeah. I thought Ricardo lost more being on the left than Castagna loses because Castagna's at least used to playing on the left. 
you know, he's done it for his country, he's done it for Atlanta before he came to us. Yeah. Where Ricardo, he looked a bit like fish out of water. Neither of them, in fairness, had a brilliant game, but you know, no. I wasn't surprised when he went off. I, I think the thing is, um, when you play with two wing backs, you, you have to have one on one side that's that's a support role. He goes so far forward and then he, he's got to look for a pass inside or he's got to play a cross into the box. And the other side gets more of a free reign to really push on, make his cutting in runs. And you could see that. That was the difference on the pitch was Castagne on the right got the ball. He'd make the overlapping runs. He was cutting inside. He was sometimes in the middle of the pitch. Whereas, you know, Ricardo got a bit isolated was maybe not asked to be so aggressively forward, so mm. they couldn't, you know, because if they can attack you on both wings and you've got both your wing backs having to chase back, you leave yourself open and spread. So I don't think it's anything that's done. I think Thomas, Castagne, and Ricardo now have played on that left and been given the same role, and, and it doesn't quite suit Ricardo's game. I think mm. Castagne is more adjusted to playing on the left, but both play a better game on the right side. Yes. Facebook user here says, not our best performance, but we did enough. Southampton were good defensively, but agreed. They didn't give us much to panic over. Good to see Madders get a few minutes. Um, somebody says Madders tried to put on his wrong uh, boots. Uh, I, I didn't see that, I've got to be honest with you. But uh, a lot of the game, actually, my, you know, my, my head was, um, my eyes were covered by my hands. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it... it, it as I don't think I've ever been so nervous. It is definitely more nervy watching these games at home than it is actually watching them in the stadium, you know. Yeah, um, good Facebook user here. Perez was disappointing. Yes, he was. Um, Madders looked unfit and rusty. Back three, good. Tillemans and Indeedy, reliable. Or Brighton, good. Vardy used his speed. I mean, we, you know, we talk about Vardy, and I said to, to, to my son I was watching with, you know, we used to talk about, who are we going to replace Vardy with? Now we're talking about who are we going to pair up with Nacho? <laughs> the, the whole, you know, story has changed, if you like. Yeah, but, in a short space of yeah. time, let's not forget yeah. that it's changed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Vardy not scoring goals because he is setting up so many. I mean, at the end of that game, he was out wide on the left, you know, and for the... But even for the goal, and I don't know who made the brilliant... I mean, I think it was Evans had a, like a back flick or something to, to one player. I'm not sure who the player was that then put it along the line to Vardy, but it was a sublime pass. But Vardy, he, he's, he's like you say, he just got that in. And, OK, it was a bit lucky, with Nacho, but, you know, that's, you know, the old Nacho probably would have missed that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Vardy, just, and again, I, I've had a few few words after the final whistle with a few mates of mine and, and, and whatnot. And uh, I said that, that that to me just doubly confirms that Vardy is in that upper echelon bracket of world-class players because he's not been in great form for the last 18, 19 games. He's only scored one goal in 19 games or whatever it is now. But he's found a way to always be involved and be vital for the team. And if he doesn't make that run that everybody knows he can make down that left wing, and if he doesn't lock up and pull that ball back to Nacho, we wouldn't be live now because we'd be putting our heads in the rounds watching the penalty shootout 
you know, in an FA Cup final. We weren't doing this. And Vardy, like almost within a blinker of an eye, has reassessed where he's at, what his body can handle, and how he needs to play to still be impactful in this squad. And I tell you what, that goal just sums him up, doesn't it? Mm. As a player at 34, the goals start drying up. You start thinking you're going to see him more and more on the bench. Nah, not Jamie Vardy. You see him bursting down the wing. You see him pulling the ball back. And you see Leicester taking the lead, courtesy of Jamie Vardy's brilliant footballing attacking mind. And that's why yeah. he's world-class. Um, David Gamble, who we know sort of in his 88th year, this is his fifth FA Cup final. David, I admire you. Total respect to you. Um, the Bronze Plumber says here, Nacho is only looking good because Vardy is feeding him. Well, I'm so sorry, you could say that about any striker. A yeah. striker is only as good. A striker does not get the ball off from Michael and run up the length of the pitch. Well, occasionally, obviously, but run up the length of the pitch and score. He needs people feeding them. So that, that, I, I don't get that, mate. I don't get that no, comment at all. You know, that's um, like saying a goalkeeper doesn't concede goals because his defence stop him. Well, they're doing a job. Yeah. That's, that's that's why. Yeah, Mad is still trying the long range glory shot. Um, why stick to passing at setting up the goals? I tell you what. Again, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you haven't got a point and your opinion. You know, respect your opinion. But to me, well done, Madison today. Uh, he came on. Mm -hmm. He looked hungry. Yes, he was. And you know, those balls. I mean, let's have. You know, if we look at the goal. Um, and and the bronze plumber says here, uh, Nacho did miss the first shot. The the defender gave it back to him. Well, no, it bounced off the defender. I think, if anything, but. You know, it's still some people just don't like those chances. Praise, do yeah, it, it's like you know, a, a goal. Anybody when he score a goal, it doesn't matter if it goes in off the defender's arse. You know, it doesn't matter if it goes between the goalkeeper's legs. If it goes in the net, it is a goal. And you know, I'm. I'm sorry, you know, I, I, as it's just me, and I say I'm not saying that, you know, you, you, your opinions aren't, you know, warranted, you know, everybody's entitled to opinions. I personally don't agree with those. I don't know about no. you, Brad. No, I, I don't personally, but like you said, everybody's entitled to those, but I, I would make this point back to people that somehow find a way to find Nacho's recent run and his goal, like, oh, well, that's nothing. Anyone could have done that. If that was Vardy, and this is, this is my point, this is where some fans maybe need to think of it on a flip. If Vardy have had that chance, he'd have been laughing and you'd have had his head up his arse, licking it mm. to say how amazing it was. And there's Vardy back to his best, poached his goal, kept his concentration, was alert for the rebound. Why, why is it? If, if Whoever it is who's making his points, fair dues, that's your opinion. But why is it? I imagine if Vardy gets that rebound that comes back to him and scores, it's a good goal. It's mm. it's alert. He was ready for the rerun. Why is it when Nacho? It's just nah. But why? Uh, why? Yeah. Guy, guy's got a lot of goals. Yeah. As as Facebook users, sorry, Brad. Uh, as Facebook yeah. users said, there at least he took the chance. You know, yes. how many times do you see? Uh, uh, and I've watched. See, and I'm 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 sort of getting on a little bit now. And I've I've watched football. You know, many 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 years. And you you do see players that will have a shot, 
And then, oh, okay, that didn't go in. It, it, it's come back, and they've they've just stood there. They've not, you know, attempted and to to go for it. You know, how many times have we seen Nacho this season? You know, quite a couple of his goals have come from the second chance, if you want, yeah. if you want to call it that. You know, and he, he's he's kicked it off the floor, and he's you know he's got to be alert to um yeah. to react to that, and. You know, I mean, Mark says, hey, good evening, Mark. Thanks for joining us. It was a super goal and we're now in the final. Ball in the net is ball in the net. Exactly. Totally in a nutshell, mate. Yeah, totally agree with you, Mark. You I, don't, know, I don't remember. I don't know if any of these fans are giving, you know, being so lazical about Nacho. Maybe they're not old enough to remember the days mm. and that. And so, uh, But I don't remember anyone complaining when Tony Cotty... You know, Emil Heskey, Steve Claridge, and Marshall were knocking him from six yards and two rebounds. No one gave a monkeys. Yeah. You know, we, everybody was moaning for the last two seasons that Natural doesn't do enough. And now he's doing enough in front of goal, i.e., his job as a striker. I just can't understand why there's still a few fans out there just casually, seemingly rolling off a guy in form. You can't moan that someone's not doing the job. And then when they start doing the job, picking faults with it. So please, please come up. Please, please don't think this is me saying you're wrong because you're not. It's your opinion. Your opinion can't be wrong because it's your opinion. But explain to me in the detail as to why you don't think Nacho's suddenly turned the corner in his career. I believe he's ahead of Jamie Vardy hmm. in the goal most, scoring most goals in season. the FA Cup. Most, yeah. player since the mid eighties or something. I, I read earlier. Um, isn't that like his fourth game in a row he scored? Or, oh, no, he, he's, he's, he's on fire. He's on yeah. fire. But, Bronze, there's, there's a link up at the top of the chat. Click on it Maybe. if you want. Come on the show and uh, and, uh, and tell us why we're wrong. You know, we'll, we'll have a chat. Um, Scott asks here, is Vardy better off playing down the left? No. Uh you know, Vardy will play where Vardy will play. You know, and I, I, we saw that when he was with England, Roy under Roy Hodgson, Roy kept playing him on the. He's not a winger, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But he will I find himself in that position. He'd be, he'd be what you'd call in the football managing world a deep line playmaker, someone that's mm. willing to come to out to that left to give whoever's on that left the support so he can make the runs like he does. But I think you just let Vardy kind of be Vardy. Don't you? Mm. He, he does a lot of things natural to his game, and then players on the pitch seem to know what run he's going to do more times than not. So I just kind of leave Vardy at a two up front. I understand the point. I, I, I do get it, but for me personally, I wouldn't put him out predominantly on the left. I let him free roam that role. Yeah. If you're going to put him there, uh, somebody was asking here. Um, Brookline. Um, hello, Brookline. By the way, Brookline, your prize was posted yesterday, I believe. So it is on its way to you, but it has got to come from England to the good old US of A. So it'll have to uh, take a while. I don't know how long it can take, up to six weeks, I do believe. But uh, it has actually left left the guys home. So it's on its way to you. Keep a look out with that. Um, how far Casper was kicking the goal kicks today? 75 yards. As a former goalkeeper, can Brad explain this? Um, there probably becomes a period in the game where you want to take the sting out of um, a couple of attacks. And I know we do like mm. to obviously pass it around the back and build it out. But sometimes when, when the opponents are on the back of you and you know you've got a very capable striker, 
in in Vardy, who if the if the defender misjudges a bounce, he's in on it. Sometimes it's preferable to get um to get a uh, to get a long kick up there. <laughs> when it wasn't so favourable was when it was in the 88th minute, and I think Brendan nearly bit Casper's head off for kicking it straight to Fraser Forster. But apart from that, you know, Casper can kick that ball a great distance. As a former keeper, I can tell you it's not as easy as it looks. Mm-hmm. I have tried to kick that ball 75 yards, and I'm lucky if it bounces over the semicircle at the halfway line sometimes. Um, <laughs> But it's just yeah. part and parcel. He, he was yeah. doing it at the point in the game where it was necessary. And then when his manager turned around yeah. and told him to pack it in and slow it down so we could kill the game out, he stopped doing it. So Yes, yeah. Facebook user here. Um, stick your name at the end, guys. Then I'm not just saying Facebook user. I can put a name to you. Uh, Madders needs to grow up. The poor discussions, I think you mean decisions, he makes off the pitch, cost him England place. No, I think he's learned a lesson recently. Nacho is the most improved player. And in fairness, let's give, you know, Bronze Plummer the chance here to answer us back. Uh, he's saying Vardy's not shooting half as much as he used to. He's laying the ball off to others. Selfless. And Nacho is the main beneficiary. That does not, that or he's not a slate on Nacho. Except that, except that Bronzy. Uh, it is an observation on the changing dynamics of the team. Right, Vardy is providing as a provider. Yeah, Fair I'm with point. you now, yeah. Yeah, fair point, mate. It totally well fair point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying um, is, is basically they've switched the way they want to go. They're, they're, they're working to natural strength more than vice versa. All right, fair enough. Good, yeah. good points, mate. Taking on good, board. Well, good well point, Bromsey. Good point. Um, Facebook user here. Um, anyone remember Claridge and his shin? A complete miss hit took it into the Premier. Shit, Mark is right. A goal is a goal. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he said it was his shin. I don't know whether it was afterwards. He kind of no. He admitted it was his shin. He admitted. He did, I, I, thought it, yeah. I thought a few years afterwards he finally sort of said, "I'm not sure if it was my shin. It was just something I said at the time. No. I didn't know what to say." But and but, we all know yeah. secretly the hero of that game was Spider Kallak. Oh, we, we all know he nudged Martin and said, this will, this will throw him off. Get me on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he would dig, uh, Spider went on to play for AC Milan, of course. Um, I know, that's madness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you think how woefully yeah. was for us? He <laughs> ended up with one of the biggest giants out there. Uh, Scott says in actual has improved in so many areas this season. Um, his confidence and his chances to play. Well, you know, he's getting that because he's playing regular. We have kind of stumbled into this. But I said to my, 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 my son earlier, I said, you know, what Nacho is doing now, in a way he was doing before, he always had those neat little touches, mm. the flicks. He could go past two or three players. What he didn't have was the goals at the end of it. Yeah. And, you know, if Vardy was doing that, Vardy would not have got slated at all. But... Nacho did. Now Nacho's doing exactly the same he was doing, but he's getting the goals as well. And mm. he, he is, you know, he he's all round game. I you know, I, I just think everything everything about his game is good now. Not yes, he is scoring, but he does a lot off the ball as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's he's getting a lot stronger and he's holding the ball up and and and, and like the and, and now he's clarified it with the comments. Um, for what he said, um, 
he's turned around and, and and you know and he's he's improved. I mean, sometimes even today's game, it was obvious that he, he sometimes his feet were ahead of his brain. You know, he, he couldn't control mm. them at some points. And, and in that first half, you know, like maybe you take it back to natural road. He got knocked off the ball easier. Uh, and and he got a bit bullied a, li- a, li- a little bit, not for, not not too much, but he got a bit of bullying. Then he, he you know, and 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 Nacho in the confidence. I mean, the commentators pressed it all game, basically saying, you know, when you're in that sort of form, when you're on fire like he is, you you you, you have that inner belief to go. You know what? I'm not taking this. I can turn this on the head. I can keep going. The the chances will come, and I'll take them when they come here. And 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 I think there was a lot of Leicester fans that. That kind of took to Nacho and, and, and saw enough of him when he got his bit parts to kind of say, if he gets a run and they work to his strengths, um, we'll see what Nacho was, what all the fuss about signing him was in, in, in the first place. And, and we, we and him are really feeling the benefits as a collective because he's just fired us into the FA Cup final. And not just that, he's the reason that why Vardy, the one thing we feared, uh, over the coming years, while while Nacho's been developing and not playing as regularly in bit parts here, was, you know, like you said, Chris, what's gonna what comes after Vardy? Well, mm. if Vardy can can teach somebody in the youth who's training with the first team how to play to Nacho's strength, I, I, I genuinely feel that at some point this season, Brendan's turned running on right. We know Vardy on his day even if he sees the ball twice, can score a goal. We know how to play to Vardy strengths. And maybe Brendan, in the nicest way possible, thought, I'm running out of time with Vardy, though. I've got 10 years. <laughs> I've got eight, eight to 10 years with Nacho. Now let's learn to play to his strengths. And lo and behold, just like the bronze plumber said, he's becoming the provider. Nacho's now the goal scorer. And whoever we bring in in the summer or bring up through the youth, who will no doubt come into the mix next season, will be doing exactly the same. You need to work with Nacho because we need you to provide that man with goals because when we keep him hot, he is hot. Whether he scuffs yeah. it in or bends it in the top corner, we've seen some good goals, some scruffy goals, and some goals like ping pong. Let's work on it, let's keep going, and let's just enjoy it while it's going on. Facebook user here, uh, Nacho came from a team that could put a ball on his foot in the box. Vardy's the player to put it on his foot in the box. Yes, exactly. I think I'd agree. I have actually just asked um, uh, um, um, the guy from Match Day Vlogs, Mike, if he wants to come on for five minutes. Uh, His answer was quite one word, nope. (laughs) But uh, Match Day Vlogs is a Southampton fan site, by the way. He did the opposition view for us. So he has declined to come on, but he did say... um, uh, Deserved winners today, congratulations. So thanks, Mike, for that. He's off watching Line of Duty. Oh, I'm going to... Catch up on that later, I'll tell you. I don't mind missing it. I really don't mind missing it. Talking to Southampton, I mean, I've got to be honest with you. We were saying before, and can I just say, sorry, I, need, I forgot to say this. I wanted to say this earlier. If you're watching Josh, and if you're watching Richard Smith, ex-player, Richard said this was going to go to extra time. Josh said it was going to penalties. My heart wouldn't have lasted that out. You know, I, and I went 2-0. So I went 2-1. So, uh, so we were both I mean, close. 
you got Both the difference in goals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad neither of you um, <laughs> went with that because it would have finished me yeah. off. But cheers, all cheers, the best mate. That. Cheers. Um, I was disappointed in Southampton. I mean, I was, but I think that's testament to us, really. You know, don't, you know, we normally sit here and, and try and, you know, when 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 things either don't go well or we've had a tough game, we we sit here quite a lot, and, and we're quite. I'd like to feel, to the best point, with, with, with blue tints on, being a, being a Leicester fan, I think we've got. To, we don't always give a hundred percent credit to our team, and and we they was poor. You know, because we made them poor. We were very organised defensively. Indeed, Ian Tillemans were like an absolute rush in that midfield. And I think we managed the game, even in the most scrappiest of circumstances, we handled it on a better front. And I think mm. you've just got to give a lot of, keep a lot of effort and praise onto the lads that went onto the pitch. Because there was a few... There was a few heads and a few eyes burning in the back of players' schools today that were looking on them to turn up after... Not just the things that happened off the pitch, which we've moved on from, but but the last two results, you know, we know it was Man City and West Ham. But if you look at the, the league side of things, there was a lot of people going, "Well, will Leicester hold on? Is this it?" You know, be, before today's game, we we was expecting, and thankfully we're not, but we were expecting to be maybe out of that top four with West Ham mm. and Newcastle. And the last few days, yet again, it's just shown things can change in football. And now Leicester is the team that are in the FA Cup final. They play West Brom on Thursday night. I, I believe it's West Brom we play on Thursday night. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're one more win in that you know in that season. And all of a sudden, we've got six six games left of the season, and we've got to drop five or six points for someone to catch us. It doesn't look so viable anymore, does it? So. Mm. It just shows you what can happen. A foot, you know, oh. a week's a long time in football. <laughs> it is, especially this season, because this season, you know, who would have thought West Ham would have lost three two to Newcastle the other day? Thank you, Newcastle, by the way. Who yeah, would've... whoever's kidnapped Steve Bruce from Newcastle fans, keep hold of him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Steve Bruce has managed them. Who 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 would have thought West Brom would have put? Was it five past Chelsea? You know, the, it's yeah. that sort of a season, isn't it? And yeah, we've had a couple of bad results, but look at you know, what happened and who we were playing with those two games. Um, yeah. Scott, again, I'm, I'm again, uh, um, respect your opinion. I think a lot of the youth players are ready to come in. I mean, you know, when you look at, when you look at Justin, he's the equivalent of a youth player that we brought in from Luton. He, he, he's hit the ground running. You've got Thomas who was in, um, a European game and scored in the Europa League. Uh, not bad going. David Campbell's been all right when he's come on. And um, who's the guy that's on loan at Luton that seems to be bagging uh, him in? Jewsby Hall. Hall. You know, I, all of the... I mean, Barnes, again, you know. Remember when we bought Barnes back? He was at West Brom, young player, came back in. As they always say, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think there's a lot of our young players have proved maybe not be starters, but I think we're going to see more of them coming through than the big signings. I mean, you know, you've, you've, yeah. you've gone on to ask Eduardo or Abraham. Um, I think the guy... Abraham in a heartbeat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I know people sorry, are divided on that one. 
Yeah, and Scott said it was a strikers. Who's the favourite? So Romano or somebody on Twitter who, who's always the he, he's like the Bible when it comes to transfers. Yeah. He, from, he from, is. And from he's my had understanding, a... from my understanding, he's quite reliable for his things. And it's not yes. the first time I've heard us linked with Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Now, maybe I was being a bit ambitious a few years ago, but I wanted us to go for Timo Werner, who, despite all the banter, I'm telling you now he's going to come good because he's got that quality in the right sort of team in the right sort of playing style I would have liked Timo Werner at Leicester personally it obviously was never going to happen when he shone the light the last season and a half before you know he moved to Chelsea but Tammy Abraham who's young hungry wants to you know, let's remember this people saying oh no this 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 and that for the reasons they want to give it you, we're a team that's built sole purpose. If you said describe Leicester City as a team, you would say they're very unique. They've got a tight knit, and and, and they're all players that are desperate to play football. Tammy mm. Abraham wants out of Chelsea because he's not playing week in week out. Yeah. But now, would he accept that, knowing he's maybe going to get more game time at Chelsea? Granted, maybe not more, but once that day comes which will be a lot more next season because I, I can't imagine Vardy will be playing week in, week out, but Vardy likes to prove everybody wrong. Um, eventually, he's going to be a, you know, he's going to be the starter, isn't he? If you bring in someone of that quality, uh, that youth, can you imagine Tammy Abraham and Nacho together for the next four, five seasons up front mm. for Leicester? I think that would be brilliant, personally. Yeah. People won't agree with me. People have their own things. Who, who do you guys think? Do you agree? Who would you bring in if not? It'd there's, be interesting there's, something, there's something happening at Chelsea because Abrahams is the top scorer, but there's obviously the managers for some reason stopped playing him. Um, they didn't look particularly, I think, it, you know, neither semi final was ones that will stay long in the memory. Um, but he's, he's dropped him now. You know, again, oh. we've said next season. We're going to be on four fronts. We're going to be Europe. We're going to be cup games, two cups. We'll hopefully be the Champions League, the Premier League. So, you know, Depending again, a striker. Yeah, and I agree with you, Scott. <laughs> totally agree with you there. You've got, you know, um, it was in reference to strikers. Yes, for the striker, I agreed. We do need to maybe bring one in. Yeah. Guys, I've just put the uh, the link in, in, in this thing again for YouTube. Um I've posted it ages ago in Facebook. Come on and let us know what you're thinking and how you feel about the fact that we are going to Wembley. I know I keep saying it. Um, I just got, I, I'm pinching myself here. I really, really am. I, I had such a bad feeling about today and I, I did not calm down until we scored that goal. I couldn't see, um, them scoring, but I couldn't see us scoring either for a lot of the yeah. time. I mean, I'm you know looking here, and I know I know you're going to raise your eyebrows at the stats and what have you, but oh um, no, today you get a free pass, mate. I couldn't care. <laughs> but you know, we had ten shots; they had six. We had one on target. They did. They did not have a shot on target all game. And I'm sorry, Southampton. I've nothing against you. I like you. You let us win nine nil. You know, I, I like yeah. you as a team. You know, you you aren't you down here. I can go and watch Leicester Southampton a lot easier than going up to Leicester. But to have no shots on target 
in an FA Cup semi-final. You don't deserve to be in the semi-final as far as I'm concerned. No, it's, you... it's, it's the reason that if we, you know, even if we, if we, it wasn't Leicester we were playing in the final, if they played anybody in that semi-final, mm. um, you know, you don't win, you don't, you just don't win games. You don't win games full stop, let alone an FA Cup semi-final. And I think in a way, so the only way Southampton fans would have been a bit more happier with losing that game is, is if it had gone extra time and then gone all the, you know, gone the full distance because, you know, Southampton fans, I've seen a lot of, and at least understandable, but a lot of instant, very angry reactions more because the fact that they didn't, it's not like they lost the game. Like we had six chances. They had six chances. We had five on target. They had four on chances mm. and we won it three, two. It was like you said, Gay, there was Chris, there were 16 chances between the both sides and only one on target. Mm. And in the end, them 22 players have come off the pitch yeah. going, we've had our chance and took it and they haven't even had the well yeah. we've had our shot on target and scored it and Southampton can't even say they've had their shot on target. No they just haven't I think I think this is my son. We started off the worst team and then developed into the best team. That was Definitely. Sean kept going right at the start like don't yeah. panic, Dad. Don't panic. We never start well. We always come into the game. Anyway, yeah. talking to Scott, who, who was moaning before, he's, he has actually come on to join us. So I'm going to say hello and bring him in. Good evening, Scott. Hi, Chris. Hi, Brad. You're all right, Paul. Yeah, uh, Scott. How are you? Uh, Got to be happy. Yeah, I am, to be honest. Uh, first 10 minutes sort of thing, it was a case of, you know, what was going to happen and things like that. Out. Apologies for that, guys. <laughs> <It's okay>. um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just thinking of that famous BBC interview now, where the, where the kid was live on, the man was live on the son and his, uh, on the BBC News. His son came in and he started swearing at him. Fuck off, off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for one of those. But yeah, sorry, Scott. Do carry on. So, yeah, um, after the first ten, 10 minutes, it was very edgy sort of thing but as we grew into the game I did feel that we, we did um, sort of get a, a hold on the game a um, couple of things that you know we could improve on and everything like that but generally it's not a match to be fair mm. it, I mean Bronze Plumber said here zero shots for the Saints um just bring this up here. Zero shots for the Saints. More of a testament to the outstanding performance of our back line as any lack of performance on their behalf. We did. We didn't allow them to play. They didn't allow us at the start. They were literally closing us down. And our passes, it was that last ball again. But once we got the goal, I, I couldn't see them coming back into it. I mean, th their main threat was from free kicks, uh, Scott. You know, they which obviously they're very good at, and that was a scary thing. And we know we're not particularly brilliant at defending them. But they, 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 I never thought, oh, God, they're on a breakaway, they're going to score. The only time I was worried was literally with the free kicks. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Evans, for me, definitely controlled central defence today mm. uh, in regards of free kicks and things like that. I think... Like I say, I'm going to have to eat humble pie, like I commented earlier. Um, it, it, it just, 
it was solid at the back and it was there to sort of uh, head the ball away and just got rid of any defensive worries that we had, in my personal opinion. Talking of humble pie, Bradley. You... Don't call me that, I'll stop my name. Oh, you can insult me any other way, but do not refer to me as Bradley. You get your head chopped off, mate. That's not my name. You you got you got to find me first. It's it's like with me, like if people call me Christopher, it always reminds me of me, my ex-wife and my mother, because they were the only ones that ever called it, and usually because I'd done something wrong. Um but yeah. right, you, you've been quite critical of um Johnny Evans recently. Um yes. and I'm just looking on the stats here on, on the BBC website. He's actually on the votes from fans, he's actually the, the second best player on the pitch. We'll come to the first in a minute. Are you a bit like Scott? Are you sharing his pie with him? I, I, I'm maybe having a few crumbs because, to be fair, Evan Stay is up there for man of the match purely for the secondary reason I said, and that was he's got a brilliant football brain. And, you know, Chris, I've never doubted that. I've always said Johnny mm. Evans has got one of the best footballing brains a centre-back I've ever seen for how he mm. reads the game and commands it. And today you saw a different Evans because you didn't see him bursting forward. He left that because he had, like I said to you, Chris, he had Fafana on one side and Ev and he had Sonchi on the other. Doing that run for him, he could concentrate on the thing that he's best at. And today you put in a stellar performance. And, you know, going back to the one thing that you just said there, Chris, uh, I wonder if this was something they must have worked on on the training ground because you said the only time that maybe us as Leicester fans got slightly nervous was the, when Southampton got a set piece. Hmm. There was one thing that I noticed and it, it wasn't picked up on the commentators until later on when they said Southampton would like this free kick 50 yards forward than what it is. They got a lot of free kicks, which I knew Southampton were going to do, but do you think maybe Brandon said to them, if you're going to commit a foul, get it as far away from our box as possible so it's not in shooting range because they had about six or seven free kicks and none of them were for shooting range, which I think was important mm. today. That was pivotal as well. Yes. Soyuncu, like I said, I said earlier to, to Brad Scott, Soyuncu, it was great to see him back. He had a really good game. Uh, I thought the booking was a bit unfair, to be honest with you. And I always worry when one of our defenders is on a yellow card because, you know, we, we know what follows. But I, I thought he, he had a really, really good game. Science so for Fauna and Evans, to be fair, have all mm -hmm. really done well. Um, but like you say, uh, Sunshu, unfortunately, um, he's gone into the challenge and he's caught the player just by following through. And, mm. you know, it's one of those that it's either going to go against you or go for you in respect of whether you're just going to get a foul or whether you're actually going to concede a yellow card sort of thing. And I think mm. today he actually deserved it. Would you agree, Brad? Yeah, I, do. I think the thing is about Solentu is he's kind of... For me, he reminds me of something like Steve Walsh. He's the aggressor, isn't he? He's the one that's going to shove you out of his way by hook or by crook, but he's very good at what he does to do it. And yeah, he deserved a yellow card today. He, he you know, he's, he's um, he did get in front of him. He, and for the yellow cards that happened in the game, it matched up, didn't it? You know, Diallo was a bit reckless with his challenge. He got a yellow card. Uh, the other Southampton player, I can't remember who, but his challenge on on, on Vardy, I think it was Vardy, um, 
was warranted a yellow card, and I think Simon Hughes did. It was it wasn't like he went out there malicious. He just used his strength to his advantage, but he just didn't get enough on the ball to say it wasn't a yellow card offence. Yeah. Um, but that's something we've grown accustomed to with Simon Hughes. And, and touch wood, it doesn't. You know, he he keeps that streak on an even keel like he has, where he uses his aggression in the right manner and isn't finding himself getting yellow cards and suspended. Because the last yeah. thing, I mean, can 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 any of the players now collect enough cards in the league and miss the FA Cup? Or is the FA Cup is that them players now? As long as they're fit, they'll be able to play. Does anyone does anyone know? Is, is the FA Cup not separate? I don't know if you know. That's Scott. what I'm thinking. I just, I, I yeah, just want to I think the FA you know, Cup is separate. I think the FA Cup's separate. Um, so thankfully, I do, I do believe that indeed he's very, very close to picking up the two suspensions. Um, right. Because I'm sure he's on about eight yellow cards. Yeah, and you get wrong. two for reaching ten. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping that I know, and I know we've got a long way to go in in, in retrospect. Mm. We've got like eight games until then, or seven, seven or eight games left. But I just want to make sure that even if someone got sent off last game of the season, it won't require them to to miss. Because if I remember rightly, didn't Steve Walsh get sent off in a semi in a game against Chelsea or something, and that's what made him miss the Worthington Cup final against Tranmere? The Worthington Cup final is like the league, though, isn't it? So it's mm. I've had a. It, uh, to be honest, we, we we need Craig, the wise old sage here, to, and he's if you're watching yeah. Craig, find out and let us know. <laughs> I, I'm getting excited here, guys, because I'm just I'm on the um, LCFC.com and I found some extra stats that I never know that was available. This oh, Brad, right. you, this is like <laughs> this, this this is like you know better than a semi for me. This is apparently <laughs> we had. I, I, I think the thing that amazes me is that there's somebody there that actually sits and does this during the game. But Leicester had 457 passes. Um, Saints had 461 passes. And we had 647 touches. And Saints had 669 touches. Now, guys, tell me, I like stats. I must admit, it's the possession, the shots, and the shots on target. Passes and touches. Is that not sort of stats gone too far? I don't, I don't know. I, I think sometimes that just reflects the tempo of the game. And then the game was scrappy in midfield. It was yeah. balls down the wing for both sides and, and then breaking up at, at the back, you know, minus the goal, obviously. Um, yeah. I think sometimes when you see them touches and, and possession stats, you might think if you looked at them genuinely more times than not, you think how have they lost that game because they've had six hundred and they've only had two hundred. Sometimes it's all about how you go about your game, isn't it? They're they're yeah. the, they're like the fiddling numbers in between that give you the possession stats and that. And I think that's just it. What about you, Scott? Do I'm you get... read too much into them? Not really, like because this. at the end of the day, if you look at the uh, 2015-2016 season. Possession-wise, we hardly had any. Mm-hmm. Um, look how we ended up that way. So, stats don't really come into it for me. Scott can come on more. He doesn't like stats either, Chris. I can do this, Scott, and I can, uh, I, can, I can take you out. You know, I can do that. 
and then bring you back in when I, when I like you again. You know, <laughs> don't worry. Um, don't worry, Scott. I'll pick one... Devin for that later. That's unfair. <laughs> there is Scott. only one. There is only one stat that matters at the end of the day, and that's the fact that we got the ball in the back of the net once and, and Saints didn't at all. I love the fact that on the Leicester City website, where everybody else says on target, Leicester City actually called them big chances. But, <laughs> but there we go. Um, right, let's get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, Scott, you, you probably know, you, you're a regular watcher of the show, that we get um, Alan Bennett, does my stats for me. He, he rates the team, he rates the manager, and he picks the man of the match. And looking at, I'm going to ask you first, I'm going to come to you first, Scott. In that show, man of the match, and I think also BT went for that, the team seven, it wasn't the most outstanding performance. I thought the manager got it spot on. I mean, for me, the manager would have possibly even been a nine today. I thought there wasn't a lot more he could do. He only made two out of the five subs. He, you know, he'd got it right from from the get-go do you agree with those disagree with those scott uh i definitely agree with the man of the match i think in the year two um you know worked his socks off really both trying to track back and uh getting within the 18 yard box um but i i must admit i, I disagree in regards to brandon because i do think that without his tactics today I don't think we'd have got the same result. No. no. Brad? Um, I, I think, you know, it's one of them that's very hard to score because if that's a league game, you know, may, maybe we see a seven as a fair result on reflection of of, of the fact that the game was pretty scrappy. It, it lacked creativity. But it didn't lack creativity. It just lacked a, it, it lacked a final third, didn't it, for both sides. But I think for the occasion, and like you said, and like Scott said there, the, the way Brandon did things tactically and the way the squad dealt with was in front of them, I think eight or nines I, I, would have been suited to go around. I think I think Brandon maybe deserves a bump up in numbers. But, you know, I think you, you'll take a seven from that. At, at, at sevens all round. He's got the man of the match for me, spot on. I think very closely by Mr. Reliable. N'Golo Kante's better, better younger brother, uh, Wilfred Ndidi, um, was was ever reliable. Again, Evans, uh, you know, another one that deserves a shout. Um, but yeah, I think maybe give manager a bit more credit. The team didn't have a lot going against them, so they didn't really have a lot to do. So I think the seven's fair on them, but... Yeah, I'd be inclined to bump up Brennan's number. We we never really got we, we never needed to get out of a lower gear, did we? Really, that's the thing as well, you and know. that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes you want to yeah. give them more, but you really can't mm. because they didn't have more to do. Uh, yeah. As nice as that yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, Facebook users asking here about the breakaway. We're not going to discuss that now because it isn't something we can just do in in two seconds. We we'll, we may well cover that on Tuesday, or we may well decide to wait until we know what UEFA is going to do about it. Did did either of you guys watch the game yesterday, the Chelsea Man City? No, I didn't. I was I was far too busy. I was conserving my energy for today, to be honest with you. Right. I don't know if you did. Did you, Scott? Uh, I did sort of 60 minutes of it sort of thing. I missed a uh, half hour or so. The only, the only thing that was a, a couple of people have said to me, because I have a couple of people I know that are Man City fans, and they weren't very happy. And Because at the end, Mares, who hadn't been on the pitch, 
coming off was talking to Kante, because, of course, they're both from Leicester. They're both French speakers. And he was saying, like, oh, blah, 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 you know. And I know Leicester fans have said this in, in the past when we've not played well or we've lost a game and we go off chatting to other things. But there's nothing wrong with that, is there? They're both, they're both friends. They know each other. Um, they say they speak the same language. It's fine for them to have a chat coming off. The game's over, isn't it? Uh, I personally, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. At the end of the day, the, the result is the result. And, you know, like you say, they, they both used to play for Leicester. So they've got that in uh, in the background sort of thing. They're both uh, from the French um, nationality sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Brad, your thoughts on it? It doesn't really bother me. At the end of the day, we've got 75 billion ways social media will interpretate a handshake, a hug, a high five or anything. <laughs> the teammates at the end of the day for the national yeah. country, people yeah. want to read into it, let them read into it. You know, At the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, in regards to someone who just popped up with that comment there saying about Sterling being the worst player, they're having mm. a bit of trouble up front. Maybe if they'd have just kept hold of a Nigerian young forward and not moved him on to a better, uh, another club in blue. They might not have such issues up front. Yes, yeah. David said that he hopes he's going to his um, um, fifth cup final. I forgot I when I was doing the stats, actually, there was an attendance today, because I've always had just put a nil, nil, nil against the attendance. Of course, it was 4,000 today. Last question for you guys. Um, simple question. Chelsea or Leicester? I mean, first of all, before that, actually, um, are we happier playing Chelsea than Man City or wouldn't it have mattered who? It's, it's a one-off, it's a final. I'm personally happy we're playing Chelsea. I'd certainly be playing Chelsea. Scott, what about you? Personally, I've got to agree with you, Chris. At the end of the day, mm. after, the, after the game against Man City, uh, couple, oh, what was it, a week ago, something like that? Mm. Um, yeah, I... Watching, I've watched Chelsea a couple of times this season, and they do seem very, um, very easy to break down on a couple of occasions. And I think with the likes of Vardy's pace and Iniacho playing the way that he is, I think we could cause them some real big problems. Yes, uh, yes. I'm, um, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I hmm. think it's like look, it's left a cup final. It's one of them, you know. It's it's a competition like 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 no other because uh, you know it, it, it in the sense that it holds such a pristine. It's part of football and history. It's, it's, it's it, 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 I, I believe it is the longest serving cup competition. Someone might mm. correct me on that and my knowledge, but I believe it is. No, it, is it is. Yeah. Yeah. It holds a lot of prestige, and look, it's tough. Even if that, let's just say Southampton were the final opponents, you know, then that was a final, not a semi-final. I don't think you'd have seen as much um, confidence in less. Not, not that we're not confident of beating a team like Southampton or, or Chelsea. It, a final's a whole different ball game. It doesn't really matter who you play, but mm. Chelsea are the more favourable. If you look over the stretch. I think you feel that Chelsea are more susceptible and more achievable to beat than Man City are. Because if Man City do turn up on their day, I feel they're an unstoppable side. Whereas Chelsea, I feel we can match them even if they do turn up. It's yeah. going to be a hell of a day. Um, and it's just it's just an occasion we've got to enjoy. Because at the end of the yeah. day, all we can do now is, is, is do something we've not done and that's win the thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I was laughing at, and um, although I wasn't watching, I could hear what was being said uh, by BT in their post-match comments. And I think it was Robbie Savage was saying um, that he thought the fact that Leicester went through, that we would give Chelsea a tougher challenge than Southampton. He said, the last thing we want is like when, was it Man City beat Watford 6-0 or something like that, and the game was over after sort of 30 minutes. And yeah. and it did make me chuckle, especially coming from Savage. But uh, Bronze Plumber, you're quite right here. I didn't like to correct Brad because he's a scary person, but Mares captains the Algerian national team and Kante obviously plays for France. But you're quite right there. I, I think the fact that they're also past teammates and, and, and they're from the same yeah. background. They both speak French. So it's their national... Uh, it's, it's one of their stronger languages as well, where they're yeah, from. Yeah. I think that was more the point than it was. I know. Sorry, I, I do yeah. understand. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes. I, I will never correct you, Brad, because I never know if I'm being <laughs> right or not. But on, no, just, on, that, on that point, I thought I was, but, you know, I... Yeah. Well, I just I remember, if I let this hair down, I'll become Jesus, so I can forgive you or add sins to your things. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've got enough... You've added enough sins to me over the season. I don't want any more. Um, an FA Cup win means more than top four for me. Bronze, silverware, never gotten in 130 years of trying. I'm going to be honest, it is a stat. Here's a stat for you guys that you, you, you that uh, is just a fun stat. The last time I turned 60 this year, and the last time Leicester were in an FA Cup final was 1969, obviously against Man City. It's the first ever game I remember. I don't remember about the game, but I remember the fact that I, I watched it. I was eight years old when we were last in an FA Cup final. I'm now 60. Doesn't that make you two feel young, eh, Scott? Uh, I wouldn't like to. Suggest how young I am, um, but to be fair, when you look at things, especially over the last couple of years, how Leicester's had a habit of um, being able to, how can I put it, being able to rewrite history books. Mm. So, it, it, if you take that into account, you know I'd have to edge a bet that we'll do this this season. In the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... Every time anybody says something like that, I smile. I remember this all, all the way through the championship winning season. You know, I, I don't think I ever stopped smiling all, all year. Well, maybe maybe when Arsenal did us. But um, <laughs> it, it, it is. We, we can't... I mean, Brendan said this is the chance for these players to go down in history. And I have a bit of a video, which I'll be playing afterwards, where, you know, we are probably the biggest team never to have won it. We can win it this time. I mean, a gentle, um, Facebook again user here says, um, here we go, we need to step up our game from this one. I hope the rubbish Chelsea turn up after all. They're not consistent. We've beaten them already this season. Yes, we have. It was under a slightly different manager, though, when we beat them. Um, they haven't conceded in 14 of the 19 games since Tunchal has taken over. Um, but... Again, I think if we had we played Chelsea today, let's say, we'd have seen a different Leicester because we would have had to have played differently. Yeah, we'd have had a diff we'd have had a different intensity coming at us at, as well as from us as well because it's a different step up in quality. And you know, people might be saying, "Oh, if the right Chelsea turn up, they'll they'll, they'll beat us." But mm. you know, Southampton hadn't conceded in goal this entire FA Cup. 
which is as impressive that is, doesn't mean they've got to the following because we were the first one to score past them. You know, so teams that they've come up against haven't managed to do it, and regardless of their running or not, we've proven in that quarter final and the fact that we found a way in a scrappy game today that we can go and, and win this. And I, I you know, just a quick point I'd like to make, um, for any of you that know that I do a regular podcast on, on a Monday. We discussed, this got brought up and I wanted to bring it up tonight because thankfully the result went the right way. Is If Leicester were to make cement top four now, because that's obviously going to be the focus because May is it's the end of the season and that will be the big go. If Leicester finish, let's say third, let's nail on a position here and say third and, and win the FA Cup. If Man City don't win the Champions League, but win the League Cup and, and and the Premiership, on expectation, who would have had the better season? Because I think Leicester, personally, personally, I think if we're top three, well, or top yeah. four, let's be lenient, and they win a yeah. trophy we've never won as a club, compared to what you're expecting Man City to do, I, th- I think Leicester would be the team of the season. We've only finished top four once in modern times. Yeah. Obviously, when, when we won it. Um yeah, I think, I don't know if you would agree with me, Scott, but I think we would have had the better season because it's about expectations and you would uh-huh. expect Man City to be where they are. You wouldn't expect Leicester to be where we are, would you? You know, And the fact that we are, I think we would have had the better season. Exactly. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, if you looked at the start of the season and said, look, um, you know, you're going to get in the FA Cup final and potentially be fourth by the end of the season. You can't ask for a much better season as a left fan. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I mean, we all get drawn into it. Now, I'm as bad and, you know, expectations make you expect more. Obviously, the better we do, the better we think we will do the, the following on from that. Um, but, uh, yes, as, as Leicester fans, we, you know, that, is is a fantastic season by and you know Chelsea would sack the manager if that was Chelsea, but you know we. I'm going to ask you this, and and it's a horrible question, and we're coming to the end of the show now. But um, Facebook user here is saying, um, why can't we uh, have an FA Cup and a top four? I'm going to ask oh, you that dreaded Daddy Chips question. And, and I know it's a bad question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And I, and I don't want you to fluff it and, and not give me an answer. Top four or an FA Cup win? What would you sooner have? Brad, let's come to you first with that. I I have actually finally faced this conundrum um, before. And I don't like answering these questions, as you know. That's why but, I came to you first. <laughs> but, but like someone has pointed out, we have a better chance over the next few seasons of getting top four more than once in our history. Looks like it could be the case this season, but we'll have a few more shots this, you know, over the next coming years. You'd like to feel with the way the club's going that we'll we'll hit top four again. We might not get a better chance with the FA Cup. Mm. I want the FA Cup because at the end of the day, before a ball was kicked, the objection was European football again. I know people would feel disappointment. I would feel disappointment if we didn't hold on to Champions League football. But if you put a gun to my head and say, pick one, I'm, I'm taking the FA Cup mm. every time just to check it off the list. Scott. You know what I mean? Just so we can say we've got it. Yeah, I must admit, I must agree. 
at the end of the day, when it comes to um, top four or FA Cup, I've got to go with the FA Cup. It's the only cup that we haven't won. We've won the Premier League. We've won the uh, Carling Cup, as I like to call it. And yeah. the FA Cup would just be the final nail in the coffin. I actually, I, I've I watched this with with my son. He's sort of twenty six, and we were hugging at the end. I don't care, you know. Players do it. He's in my is in my uh, my bubble, if you like. So it's all allowed. Um, we. Uh, sorry, Brad. Just got your message. Then cheers. No, understand that. Um, I. I never thought being a Leicester fan and my son managing to get him off the old uh, supporting Man United Arsenal and anything like that, but I did. I got him to support Leicester. I never thought that um, I would ever enjoy with him winning the Premier League. So to do, again, go on and win the FA Cup as well is great. And of course, if you, it doesn't matter. Bronze Plummer said they're sooner finished sixth and fifth. But if we finish fifth, it's a Europa League space place. If we win the FA Cup, that's a Europa League space, isn't it? But let yeah. me end with this question. It's a yes or no um, <laughs> which is like which is like trying to, 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 to stop Brad you know <laughs> breathing breathing <laughs> yes a simple yes or no is can we beat Chelsea Brad yes or no yes nay <laughs> okay I'm going to edit that bit out and say the fact that he gave a one word answer <laughs> will never happen again Scott yes or yeah. no yeah. yes that's going to be three yeses. I feel like Simon Cow now. You've got three yeses because I think we can beat them as well. And it would be amazing to make history. Scott, thanks for joining us, mate. You're welcome yeah, on any time. Thanks, Chris. Just just stick in the uh, in the chat when you're on. Just say, can I join? And I'll send you the link. You'd be most welcome on. Have a good night. Enjoy a drink. Um, enjoy match of the day. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. Cheers now. Thank Bye-bye. You, mate. Cheers. Brad, as always, great, great. What, what, what can I say? Wembley. Yeah, uh, that's think, exactly what we can say, mate. Yeah, you've obviously found your blow-up woman there because I think you were laying on her for a minute there. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm also, she started to self-inflate over here and that. So, <laughs> give her a love bite; she'll fart and fly out the window. <laughs> oh, <I> do, mate. <laughs> hey, have a good night. Have a good weekend, mate. And I will um, do. And to all uh, the Leicester fans out night celebrating, cheers, that goes out to you. <laughs> Indeed it does. Indeed it does. Go off and get your food, mate. Take care, and I'll see you next week. I uh, shall so see you next week. See you later, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks to Brad there. Uh, yes, we are at Wembley. Let's just have a look at a few last-minute comments here. Um let me just uh, do this, and then we'll talk about it. Let's have a look. Right, so, Belina, where have you been? I invited you in earlier. Um, big up everyone on the panel in the chat. Brilliant match. Thanks, Melina. I would have loved to have got you in, asked what you thought of the game as a... Uh, uh, as an Arsenal fan, it's still actually there. I think the link's still in the chat. So if you, if you want to for literally for two minutes, just come on and say how wonderful we were. 
I won't mention Fulham, I promise you. I did ask, could Leicester beat Chelsea? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, because we can't be there. I think we're going to be allowed 20,000 fans, something like that. Uh, bronze Plumber, uh, yes, 2-0. Um, good show, chaps. Thanks for joining us always, Bronzy. Uh, and, and a round of applause from somebody there. I'm going to go. I'm going to put match of the day on. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, yes, I am. Wasn't, wasn't like I say, a great match. Won't live long in the memory. What will love, live long in the memory is the fact that we are in an FA Cup final. Want to listen to this again? Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Please, please sub uh, click that subscribe button. We're so close to getting to our next target. Just love it if you would help us out and click that subscribe button. If you want to listen to us on podcast while you're doing the washing up, Anchor, Google, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict, to name but a few. Um, we're there. We're Wembley. We're in an FA Cup final. It's been a long time coming. Is it our year? I cannot wait. Somebody said earlier um, in the chat that uh, we were. <laughs> I'm just looking at. The, I was looking on the Leicester website now, and it's already up there. We are playing on a. It says date to be confirmed for the cup final, and so I don't know when when that's actually going to be. Um, but of course, our last but one game, the 15th of May, which somebody said might have been one of the dates. We are actually due to play Chelsea. Maybe it's an omen. Hmm, who knows? Uh, bronze plumber there, a Wembley. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's our turn. Uh, David Gamble, good show. Thanks very much, David. Really appreciate you coming on as always. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Scott for joining us. Look, guys, I'm just so excited and I just can't hide it. Come on, come on. I'm not going to sing to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Enjoy match of the day. Uh, we might, I'm not sure whether we're on first or what. Probably be Arsenal Fulham, you know. The fact that we're through to a final won't get us on first, will it? 
I'll see you on Tuesday for the football show. We might just still be talking about it then. <laughs> More than likely. Have a good evening. Enjoy match of the day. I'll see you on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock with Josh and uh, Richard. Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Hello, All Matt the- Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.